Welcome back to the Game Masters Academy. This is the show where we strive to help you make every one of your sessions great. Thanks for joining me. My name is Greg. Uh, before we get started, some quick announcements. Um, I have opened up a Patreon for anybody that's interested in helping support the show. Obviously, that is uh, greatly appreciated, but um, I appreciate each and every one of you, regardless of your contributions or not. Also, uh, with Christmas coming around the corner, I may be delayed in getting some of these episodes out on Mondays and Thursdays, respectively. And so uh, bear with me as that happens. Uh, I've already missed a couple of them, uh, just with the holidays and everything else going along those lines. It uh, can tend to be a little bit crazy, so I appreciate the patience and understanding. With that out of the way, let's get into Combat Corner for the week. I want to look at something that I think is severely underrated if, as GMs, we use it correctly. And that is a gelatinous cube. And the reason I say it's underrated is because it is a CR of a 2 with the potential to really do some damage as well as really mess up your party. Uh, it's a very, very PTSD-inducing type of an encounter. Especially if we do it, I don't want to say correctly, because I don't think there's a correct way to do it, but if we utilize the monster's strengths and we mitigate his weaknesses, then I think that we can really ensure that this is a interesting and a challenging uh, encounter for a group of four second level characters. So let's take a look real quick at the stats here. We're looking at a gelatinous cube. Um, we have an armor class of 6 as well as a speed of 15. Easy to hit and very slow. And so it is immune to a lot of different conditions. Blind, charm, deafened, exhaustion, frightened, prone. It has blind sight of 60 feet, and it is blind beyond that radius. Passive perception of 8. So it's an ooze cube. This is his first ability. It takes up its entire space. Other creatures can enter the space, but a creature does so, is subject to the cube's engulf action, and has disadvantage on the saving throw. Uh, anything uh, says creatures inside the cube can be seen but have total cover, which means they cannot be targeted. Uh, and a creature within five feet of the cube can take an action to pull a creature or object out of the cube. Doing so requires a successful DC 12 strength check, and the creature making the attempt takes 3d6 acid damage. The, the cube can hold only one large creature or up to four small, medium or small creatures at a time. It is transparent. That's the next ability. When the uh, cube is in plain sight, it takes a successful DC 15 perception check to spot a cube that is neither moved nor attacked. A creature that tries to enter the cube's space while unaware of the cube is surprised. Pseudopod, uh, basically it's an attack that uh, has a 5 foot reach, does 3d6 acid damage, as well as engulf. Um, engulf is uh, something that it's able to move up to its speed. So you, it can take its actual movement of 15 feet, and then if it chooses to engulf, it can move up to its speed. And so it moves an additional 15 feet. And while doing so, it can enter large or smaller creatures' spaces 
when the creature, uh, I'm sorry, when the cube enters a creature's space, they must make a DC 12 dexterity save. On a save, they're able to get out. Um, if a creature chooses to not be pushed back, because again, the cube takes the full space that it has. So if you succeed, you can choose to be pushed backwards five feet, as long as there's somewhere to go that's within that space. Uh, and so if you choose to not, you basically pretend like you failed the save. On a save, you take 3d or on a fail, you take 3d6 acid damage and can't breathe. You're restrained and you take 6d6 acid damage at the start of each of the cube's turns. When the cube moves, the engulfed creature moves with it. An engulfed creature can try to escape. It takes a DC 12 strength check and on a success, the creature escapes and enters a space of its choice within five feet of the cube. So we're talking something that's really relatively speaking slow pretty easy to hit but does a lot of damage and can cause a lot of uh turmoil within the party as it is able to suffocate restrain and then drag away party members and so what we want to do with the gelatinous cube let's look at its lore real fast here um so what it basically is going to do is uh, first option, or first thing I should say it says is slow death, kills its prey slowly. Um, some varieties are able to prevent from the escape. Um, since not every ooze digests every type of substance, some have, some have coins, metal gear, bones, and other debris suspended within their quivering bodies. A slain ooze can be a rich source of treasure for its killers. Unwitting servants. Although an ooze lacks the intelligence to ally itself with other creatures, others that understand an ooze's need to feed might lure it to a location where it can be of use to them. Clever monsters keep oozes around to defend passageways or consume refuse. Likewise, an ooze can be enticed into a pit trap where its captors feed it often enough to prevent it from coming after them. Crafty creatures place torches and flaming braziers in the strategic areas to dissuade an ooze from leaving a particular tunnel or room. Spawn of Jublex. According to the Demonomicon of Igwilv, I'm sure I'm saying all of that's wrong. Uh, if you know what it is that it's supposed to be pronounced, please let me know with a pronunciation guide. Uh, oozes are scattered fragments or offspring of the demon lord Jublex. Whether this is true or not, the Faceless Lord is one of the few beings that can control oozes and view them with a, mod a modicum of intelligence. Most of the time, oozes have no sense of tactics or self-preservation. They are direct and predictable, attacking and eating without cunning. Under the control of the, they exhibit glimmers of sentience and malevolent intent. So, ooze does not require sleep. So, it said something in there about using fire to dissuade the ooze, or sorry, not ooze, but the gelatinous cube from being able to move around. Uh, this particular one does not have any sort of vulnerability to fire. I do think it's an interesting trait for it to have as far as a, I don't want to say a fear of fire, but it is a way to dissuade it from moving to locations that we don't want it to move to. So... Um, this is something that I think doesn't really need any kind of buffs or anything along those lines. If you want to be really, really awful, put one of them underwater because then your people can't get away. Uh, but that's just mean. Uh, so I'd probably do it. 
Um, but the idea here is well, we want to create a gelatinous cube encounter that is not just you're walking through a forest and oops, there's a big old gelatinous cube that's trying to eat you type of a deal. This is going to be something that's part of a trap, part of a dungeon, is within a cave, is um, on the ceiling and drops down right on top of somebody and now they're already inside of it. Things along those lines. And so the way that this encounter goes is it's got a one intelligence. So most likely if you have a group or party of level two characters and they have played D&D before and they realize that there's a gelatinous cube, they will rally and then run away uh, because that's it's one of those things. 3d6 damage when they get hit and then if you get engulfed you take 66 at the beginning of your turn and you can't get out plus you can't breathe and uh you're restrained it's it's not nice it's it's uh intense so like i said i would definitely put this underwater um narrow passages areas where movement is already restricted and utilize the fact that movement is restricted to hedge the weakness which is its lack of mobility it's only got 15 feet now granted when it does engulf it's able to move that additional 15 feet which means that that's 30 feet of movement that turn but still it's it's not fast it's only got a six armor class you're definitely going to hit it uh, at 84 hit points it will live a while um, but the idea here is we want to give it the head start that it deserves uh, and then we are able to go through combat pretty much trying to engulf on every turn. And if you're unable to get all the way there, you smack them with the, it says pseudopod. It's basically like a ooze tentacle that slaps them for some acid damage. And that's pretty much it. Uh, we could start with it being transparent so that way they can't tell. Uh, it's one of those things that you could just you know, accidentally walk right into it and uh, that would be a bad day as well. So um, put a gelatinous cube somewhere. Uh, terrify your party. Uh, it's always good to make sure that uh, the party has those moments of, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. Uh, and hopefully you can, I don't know, capture uh, with an engulf the barbarian or the fighter or somebody along those lines. And so then the rest of the party has to decide whether they're going to save them or not. But uh, yeah, so that's the that's the encounter for the week. Uh, simple gelatinous cube, but it's definitely underrated at challenge rating two. Uh, if you stick it out in the middle of a field, then it's going to be very easy. If you stick it in a cave that has nowhere for them to run away, and is able to then control the battle, you know maybe after a certain area, the cube drops down from the ceiling and blocks the exit. That would be terrifying, and that's exactly what we're looking for. So put a gelatinous cube within your dungeon, put it in a uh, pitfall trap, stick it underneath some water if you're truly sadistic and want to make people cry. Um, I wouldn't recommend trying to make people cry, but I think an underwater encounter with a gelatinous cube would be uh, its own unique challenge. I definitely wouldn't do that on a party uh, with character levels of two, maybe three, um, but uh, I think that would be a 
unique opportunity to experience something that most likely they have not experienced before. So that's your encounter for the week. Um, Feel free to uh, let me know if there's anything specifically that you would like or if you have a a dungeon and you need to fill it with some enemies and you want some uh, some tips or whatever i would love to hear what those are feel free to you know write me a comment uh, leave me uh, some information write a review so that way i could uh, help provide you with some basic thoughts that i might have regarding that thanks again and i'll see you next week and as always let's let the dice decide